welcome to our fourth episode of Spanish Answers. Today, in honor of Valentine's Day, of course, we're going to do a special episode that delves a little bit deeper into this holiday. So we'll talk about vocabulary, we'll talk about the history behind the holiday, or more like the myths and legends and maybe history behind the holiday, and we'll talk about the different ways that people in Spain and Mexico celebrate the day. There are definitely similarities between them, obviously, it's a European holiday, but there are also some really unique, cool differences. So, let's go ahead and get started. Vamanos! So, let's go ahead and get started and talk about the Day of Love, Valentine's Day. So, some vocabulary that you will need to know includes, of course, the most famous three words of all, I love you. So in Spanish, there are actually three ways to tell someone this. The most common is going to be te quiero. And I mean, literally it means I want you, which to an English speaker is kind of like, whoa, we just got really close really soon. But in Spanish, it's actually used between family and friends as well as lovers. So it's more equivalent to how we'd say, I love ya, love you, all of that. Te amo is only used between lovers. So that, literally translates to I love you, but again, there's that difference between Spanish and English. And then if, you know, none of those quite fit what you're looking for, and really you just want to say, I like you, but more than a friend, not quite love, not quite family love, but I, I like you, then this is going to be te moles. So, te quiero, I love you, again, family, friends, just all around I love you. Te amo, just between lovers, don't mix them up, and te moles, I kind of like you a little bit more than that. Then flowers, los flores, definitely should be getting that for your significant other. Chocolate, chocolate, el chocolate, and my love, so a cute little phrase you can say to your significant other. Mi amor, my dear one, mi querido. Mi querida. This is personally one of my favorite words in Spanish. Mi querido. Mi querida. My dear one. It's just, it's precious. I love that phrase. My sweetheart or my darling. Mi cariño. Mi cariña. Again, depends on who you're talking about. So if you're saying it to your boyfriend, then you're going to say mi cariño. If you're saying it to your wife, you're going to say mi cariña. So just make sure you keep those endings clear in your mind. If it ends in O, it's for someone you are speaking to who is male. If it ends in an A, then it's for someone you're speaking to who is female. Then we have a kiss, un beso, and a hug, un abrazo. So flowers, los flores, chocolate, el chocolate, my love, mi amor, my dear one, mi querido, mi querida, my sweetheart, my darling, mi cariño, mi cariña, a kiss, un beso, a hug, un abrazo. And then, because it's such a special occasion, I figured we could do some special phrases. So, I did put in the show notes the all of the websites I used for the research for this, so you will be able to go and look up even more phrases if your heart so desires. So, this one I thought was really really romantic. La luna controla las mareas y tú mi corazón. The moon controls the tides and you my heart. 
la luna controla las mareas, y tú mi corazón. Again, the moon controls the tides, and you my heart. Very poetic. El amor es como el agua que no se seca. Love is like water that never dries. El amor es como el agua que no se seca. Love is like water that never dries. All right, so if Valentine's Day is not your thing, but you're still with us, well done on controlling your gag reflexes. We're almost done with the vocabulary, and then we'll get into the history. So hold on for just a little bit longer. If you are someone who enjoys these things, then don't even worry. We're, we've got a little more. So, tarde una hora en conocerte, y solo un día en enamorarme. Pero me llevará toda una vida lograr olvidarte. So, it took me an hour to get to know you, and only a day to fall in love. But it will take me a lifetime to be able to forget you. Tarde una hora en conocerte, y solo un día en enamorarme. It took me an hour to get to know you, and only a day to fall in love. Pero me llevará toda una vida lograr olvidarte. But it will take me a lifetime to be able to forget you. And that one just makes my little romantic heart so happy. Alright, last one. Te quiero no solo por como eres, sino por como soy yo cuando estoy contigo. I love you not only for the way you are, but for the way I am when I'm with you. This one, I like and I don't like. I'm not entirely certain. It's sweet, but it also could be taken one of two ways. It could be taken as a really big compliment, like, you make me a better person, and it could just come off as, I like you because of how I am when I'm with you, but, ah, well. Alright, so, te quiero no solo por como eres, sino por como soy yo cuando estoy contigo. I love you not only for the way you are, but for the way I am when I'm with you. Alright, we made it through that. If you love those phrases, I highly recommend using them on your significant love. And if you are not such a fan of Valentine's Day, well, congratulations, we have made it to historical facts. Good job on not gagging too hard. So, historical facts. Let's talk about the man, St. Valentine. We don't really know a lot about him. We think he was a temple priest and a physician, or maybe he was the Bishop of Turney, it's a little bit fuzzy about who he was. What we do know is that the man was beaten by clubs and beheaded by Emperor Claudius II, the Goth, around 270 AD, just outside of Rome. There are different stories about why. The most romantic one is that Emperor Claudius had forbidden soldiers to get married because he thought it would make them better soldiers for some reason. They were single. And so Valentine secretly married them. And then when he was put into prison, he taught his jailer's daughter and fell in love with her. And so the, the myth is that he gave her a letter that said, you're Valentine. And that's how we have Valentine's Day. I don't know that I believe that part of it, but the being beaten by clubs and beheaded by the Emperor Claudius seems to be a pretty solid fact. But again, there is a lot of myth and mystery surrounding how this holiday got started and why we celebrate it, so do bear that in mind as we go through this. There are also about a dozen other St. Valentines, according to the Catholic Church, and this includes a pope and even one female martyr. So to differentiate between all of those Valentines 
and the St. Valentine of our holiday. We call him the St. Valentine of Rome. Now, he is the saint of lovers, engaged couples, and marriages, obviously. But a few things you might not have known is that he is also the saint of beekeeping, plague, fainting, traveling, and epilepsy. Okay, so the earliest record we have about Valentine's Day itself actually comes from Chaucer in his work, Parliament of Fowls. St. Valentine's Day is how he refers to it, and that's 1375 AD. For those of you who are listening to this on podcast and not watching on YouTube, I just want to share with you the joy of how Chaucer spells things. So it's Parliament of Fowls, which is F-O-U-L-E-S. And then Saint is S-E-Y-N-T. And Valentine, instead of an I, has a Y. I personally am a big fan of Old English, so Chaucer's work just makes me delighted. But again, so earliest reference, 1375 A.D., Chaucer's work, Parliament of Fowls. Now, another myth about how the holiday got started, or historical fact, slash maybe myth, slash who actually knows. So it might have been an attempt to Christianize Lubricalia. No idea if I'm saying that right. But this was a fertility festival that celebrated the Roman god of agriculture, Faunus, and the Roman founders, Romulus and Remus. So for those of you don't, that don't know, Romulus and Remus were, according to Roman legend, the founders of Rome who were raised by a she-wolf. So these priests, the Luperci, 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 uh, to all of you Latin lovers, I apologize profusely for butchering this. Anyways, the priests would gather at the cave that they thought was the sacred cave of Romulus and Remus, and there they would sacrifice a dog for purification and a goat for fertility. And if that's not weird enough, then they would strip the goat's hide, dip it in blood, and go touch women and crops with it to increase their fertility that year. Yes, that is a bit different than how we celebrate Valentine's Day today, isn't it? Anyways, the city's young women would then place their names in an urn, which the bachelors would pull from, and this would lead to pairings for the year. Now, I didn't research that more, so I cannot tell you what this would lead to pairings for the year actually means. I will let you delve into that if you so desire. Now, in medieval times, there was also a belief that birds began finding their mates on February 14th. Where this idea came from, I don't know, but it is mentioned in Chaucer as well. In fact, it's mentioned in that same book or work that talks about St. Valentine's Day. So this may have led to the day being associated with lovers, which then, of course, would lead to the giving of gifts. So, like I said, there's a lot of myth and uncertainty about how the day got started, but these are pretty consistently the main ideas we have. So let's go ahead and move on to something a little bit more concrete and talk about how people in Spain actually celebrate this day. So in Spain, it is called El Día de San Valentín. El Día de San Valentín. There are also those with a sense of humor who call it El Día del Corte Inglés. El Día del Corte Inglés. Now, if you don't know what Corte Inglés is, it's basically a huge department store, and it's a big deal in Spain, like a big deal. I would hazard a guess that it's probably more of a big deal to Spain than Sears would be to us. But El Corte Inglés sells a ton of different things. So when they call it the Corte Inglés Day, basically, what they're kind of calling it, it's kind of like when we say, oh, that's a Hallmark holiday. 
right? Talk about how commercial it is and how it's really just a day to spend money. Well, that's what they're saying when they call it El Día del Corte Inglés. So there you go. You can be snarky in Spanish now. Now, they do give gifts, of course. So the flowers that seem to be the choice are roses and lilies, which is like in the U.S., and they also share chocolates and cards. They'll also go out on a romantic date, and they have the traditional pink and red colors. Very, again, very similar to that of the U.S. Now, there are some different traditions by region within Spain. So, for example, in Catalonia, there's the Diada de Sant Jordi, or St. George's Day. April 23rd is St. George's Day. Uh, they also call it El Dia de la Rosa, or El Dia del Libre, and that's because on this day, they give each other flowers and books. And the books are in honor of Shakespeare and Cervantes, so clearly... Most people in the English-speaking world know who Shakespeare is. Really, people all over Europe know who Shakespeare is because he was brilliant. But he died on this day in 1616, and then Cervantes died the day before. And if you don't know who Cervantes is, I highly recommend that you do some research on him. He is basically the Spanish equivalent of Shakespeare. His work is quite brilliant. I highly recommend you read up on it, especially Don Quixote, which is the classic book to read if you are in Spain growing up in Spain. Now in Valencia, there is San Dionisio, Saint Dionysus, which they celebrate on October 9th. So on this day, you offer your lady a mocaora, or a mocadora, which is a fruit-shaped marzipan treat wrapped in silk. And then the ladies will hold on to their silk, and it's kind of like you collect your silk year after year after year, and it kind of shows who, how long you have been with your mate. I thought that was a really cool one. I don't know if I could, but maybe I can get my husband to get me a mocadora this year. I mean, it's worth a shot, right? Alright, so then let's go over to the traditions in Mexico. So in Mexico, you can call it El Dia de San Valentin, of course, but it's also known as El Dia del Amor y la Amistad, which translates into Day of Love and Friendship. So in Mexico, unlike in Spain and the U.S., the day is not focused only on lovers. There's definitely an emphasis on lovers, but it's also a day to think about and appreciate your family and your friends. There's definitely the giving of gifts to both friends and your significant others. So flowers, which tend to be heavily roses, or at least that's what my research implied. And they'll do, of course, chocolates and cards. Balloons also are a big deal. And then in school, they will have organized gift exchanges and bazaars, or like little fairs, and watch romantic movies and that kind of thing. So I thought that was cool. It sounds like they celebrated a little bit more in the schools than we do here in the U.S. And then another idea that seems to have taken root lately in Mexico is that they will put post-it notes on a car. So you'll just cover a car in really sweet sayings. Which, I mean, who wouldn't want to walk out of work or out of school and find their car covered in notes of love? That's cute. And, of course, they will have date night. And PDA is not such a prohibited thing out in Mexico as it is here in the U.S., so uh, don't be surprised if you do find people kissing and making out. Then there is also the mariachi serenade, which I think sounds super romantic, so if you so desire you can hire a mariachi, which is a three-member band, traditionally, and they will play with you as you serenade your true love. 
and then there's the El Paseo, which isn't necessarily tied only to Valentine's Day. It's also a, kind of like a traditional Sunday event in some of the smaller villages or pueblos. And what happens is the boys and girls gather in the town square and they start strolling in a line in opposite directions. As they walk past each other, a boy can give a girl he likes his flower. And when they pass each other again, if she still has his flower, then she's kind of telling him, I'm interested. If she does not have his flower, then that's a hard stop. That's a no. And it's speculated that this is where the word andar con, or to go out with someone, came from. Because if the girl has kept the boy's flower, then he is allowed to walk with her. That honestly sounds like a cute tradition and also sounds like a terrifying tradition. I remember how I felt around my crushes in high school, and I cannot imagine having this public of a display with something like that. So, that sounds hard. Kudos to the people that actually do it. Alright, so that is all that I have for today. This episode is a little bit longer than normal, but it is Valentine's Day. So, if you have any questions or topics that you'd like me to discuss, or you have questions about today's topic, please send them to me at contact at languageanswers.com. That's contact at languageanswers.com. And, of course, if you have any feedback on how this episode went, if you like it, if you dislike it, if you have further insights into how people celebrate this day, please send those to me as well. I would love to hear from you. And, as always, if you would like to never miss another episode, please subscribe. You can subscribe on YouTube, and you can subscribe in iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. And if you liked this episode, of course, please leave me a review. Any positive reviews will make my day, and also hit the like button on YouTube. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed researching it. And as always, I will of course put all of the links and resources and all of that citation work into the notes for this episode, whether it's on YouTube or whether it's on SoundCloud, iTunes, all of that. So thank you again so much for watching. I hope you had a lovely Valentine's Day. And I hope you have a wonderful two weeks. I will see you again. Hasta luego.